All right, perfect. So, um, gents, this subject, uh, the subject uh, at hand today, um, half the reason we got so many guests on here is uh, pushing our minds to the limits. Uh, for those who are unaware, uh, throughout the year so far, we have been going through um, somewhat of a wellness year, which, uh, judging by the state of things, it's a good thing that we've done this check on ourselves. So we started with financial wellness in, in January. Uh, we did physical wellness in February. Um, we did uh, eating habits and, and so forth uh, in um, uh, uh, February as well. Uh, what did we do last month? Last month we did uh, fitness. fitness, right? The difference between fitness and health. And uh, this month we're doing pushing our minds to the limits. Uh, the center of the topic was about um, mental wellness and so forth. So Sean has gone and, and grabbed a, a quote here uh, from Nikola Tesla saying, peace can only come as a natural consequence of universal enlightenment. Mm, very nice. Kind of deep. I'm going to have to think about that one. So setting us off here, um, Three main points that we want to go through today for the Mastermind Group is uh, how does your mental state affect your day-to-day? -day? Uh, question two is have you experienced reaching your limits and pushed beyond them? And in uncertain times, I guess that's right now, uh, what's the danger of not pushing your limits? So kicking us off, and right at the top of my list there, uh, I'm going to take a look at uh, Father Damien. Now, I'm calling you Father Damien. Uh, some of the folks don't know too much about you. I wonder if you could give a brief little intro of yourself and oh. I'll ask you the first question there. Okay, so I'm Father Damien. Uh, I'm a Roman Catholic priest for the Archdiocese of Toronto. And I'm the pastor of St. Monica's Parish and one of the uh, chaplain inspectors for York Regional Police. Nice, nice. York Regional Police and rides a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how does, your, uh, how does your mental state affect your day to day, uh, Father Damien, considering you've got a lot of people coming to you with difficulties uh, with their mental state? So, how does that affect your day to day? Uh, well, my, my mental state, well, I have to be, um, I suppose, clearer in my, my mental state. Um, but, but basically, for me, I, I, I'm fortunate, I, being part of the religious um, realm, I get to sublimate to something higher um, rather than, uh, so, so when people come to me, I can take on their, their burdens and listen, but I, I also sublimate to a higher being, to God himself, right? So it, it, it does, uh, my, my, day, my mental state, um, affects my day-to-day -day. Uh, so if I'm if I'm if I'm feeling like a lot of uh, pressure a lot of people coming to me especially like to just give you an idea um, in York Regional Police one of the things we do we don't just do spiritual um, advice for for the men and women of York Regional Police but uh, we're also part of the wellness um, bureau there and a uh, division and basically uh, you know people Officers with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, officers dealing with, you know, mental health issues and stuff like that. 
they will come and see us. And, and um, you know, to be honest, there's a lot of things that we can hear on a daily basis. Between that, between uh, confessions, between marital problems, between all these things, and that if I myself am having a bad day, uh, like I just give you an example, uh, we're, we're not, we're not um, invincible or anything. On Sunday, um, my allergies were acting up really bad and my nose was so clogged I couldn't breathe. And I began to panic and I never had a panic mm. attack in my life. And mm. I was going, because of the COVID, right? I'm going, is it COVID? I don't know, is it? Is yeah. it? Is it not? I don't know, <laughs> oh, I don't know. And I'm trying to get all the symptoms. I'm like, well, I don't have a fever. I go, I check my, my temperature. I'm not coughing. I don't know what's going on. Um, so I went outside to take a walk and just, just to breathe, just to breathe and calm down. That, that mental state I was in, I know 100% I could not help anyone at that time. Mm -hmm. If someone was coming to me and asking me for help, I, I would be focused on, wait, I can't breathe. Uh, I really, I really can't breathe right now. So um, uh, my mental state uh, is, has to be positive, one, one first, positive. And, and two, I, I'm fortunate that I get <clears throat> sublimated to, to God, a higher being, that, um, that even when things do become stressful, I'm able to look at a bigger picture, right? And um, I know not everyone here is a Christian, not everyone here um, uh, believes, but for, for us as Christians, we believe that Christ rose from the dead. Uh, that's what Easter is, right? That he conquered death. And that, that way, um, it kind of gives us a little bit more peace and, um, and solace, especially in times like uh, that we're in today. Yep, I hear you. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, one day, uh, actually, I saw one where uh, there was a joke that was sent to me where somebody sneezed and somebody shot her. And a whole bunch of people started spraying disinfectant all around the whole bus terminal. And then everybody went back to what they were normally doing. So wow. some of <laughs> people are definitely panicking by sneezes, coughs, anything that they get, especially going into allergy season. It's going to be an interesting time. Mitch Ferris, uh, sir, uh, good morning to you. Uh, wanted to uh, get a little bit of a background on you and yep. uh, see how does this affect your how does your mental state affect your day-to-day -day, uh, uh, activities? Um, so for me, I'm a speaker, a corporate trainer, a consultant, work with uh, a lot of the Fortune 500 companies, work globally. And uh, I spend a lot of time, particularly with uh, executive leadership teams. So a lot of the big corporations, the presidents, CEOs, and so forth, and their teams. Um, mental state for me um, is uh, almost, almost the entirety of uh, what I'll call the battle of, of being uh, successful, being impactful, being able to do the right things for others. And, and for me, there are four or five um, foundational pieces. And, and the first one for me would be uh, clarity about what you're up to. So just as a human being, uh, to have a, a clear North Star and say, what is it that I'm up to in life? What is it I want to accomplish for others? Uh, you know, to have a... Uh, 
a clear destination in terms of what your life is about is often one of the things that allow you to have a decent mental state to have have something you're up to is uh, a driving factor and then right after that if you're clear about what you're up to for me it's about what i call majoring on the major so uh, all of us are pulled in a million different directions for all sorts of things each and every day uh, the opportunity to be distracted off your main calling or what you're up to in your life is you know really large in most of our lives so the ability to remind ourselves to stay majoring on the majors uh, for me i think helps particularly mental state, um, because you know that you're doing the right things and not get getting, getting caught up in the things that can be frustrating or pull you away from purpose. The more on purpose you are, probably the better your mental state. And, and then it, it becomes a matter of a little bit like Father Damien was saying about positivity, what I would probably frame as, are you focused on the opportunities or are you focused on the problems and the obstacles? The more focused I can stay on opportunity, the less focused on the obstacles, the more likely my mental state is going to be, you know, in the right place. And then, um, you know, the fourth piece for me is about, you know, self-belief. How unshakable are you as a human being? And, you know, I myself have to remind myself that I've been through a lot. Uh, no matter what comes my way, I come out the other side. And so, you know, I, I call it being unshakable. And if you can believe that you're unshakable, your mental state, no matter what you walk through, uh, is usually better. If, if you have a belief that outside influences can spin you, take you off your game, different story than if you believe you're unshakable. And then, you know, the underneath all that is to have a good mental state. Uh, for me, I believe it sits on a good uh, physical foundation. And that means, um, you know, your mental state is impacted by, you know, are you getting proper sleep? Are you eating decently? Are you finding time to do whatever fuels you physically? So I think your mental state is directly resting upon a foundation beneath that that's, you know, how well you're taking care of yourself physically. So those are kind of like the big rocks for me when I think about, um, you know, the ability to, you know, have your mental state in the right place. Wow. You have five steps. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now I can see why Mr. Brogan brought you along. You got like a whole program going. <laughs> I think a common thing that's going to come up is around those distractions that you're talking about. Uh, you know, yeah. Like, and disinformation we were talking about before in the intro call. It's like, it's a battle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean, I, I, I'm with you. I think that uh, distraction is our biggest enemy at this point. Uh, most of us fill our days with all sorts of things that don't deserve to be there. Most of us say yes to all sorts of things out of obligation or out of sense of, well, how do I say no? And uh, man, we, uh, we waste a bunch of our focus on stuff that really doesn't deserve it. Yeah. 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 Uh, very logical way of looking at the entire situation. I think it's awesome. Andrew, uh, Andrew, uh, uh, last, last month, uh, Andrew hit on some deep topics. I, I, I'd love to hear what he has to say chiming in on this one. But before we get there, some of the folks, uh, uh, I'm not sure who you are, Andrew, so I need you to, uh, well, are you there? Yeah. Oh, there okay. he is. Awesome. Give me a, a little bit of a background who you are, what you do, and of course, how does your mental state affect your day-to-day? Because -day? you deal with quite a few young people. 
Yes, uh, first, um, especially at work, I'm a teacher with the Toronto District School Board, and of course, don't know when I'll be getting back to that. Um, working with uh, children in special needs, um, that encapsulates autism, uh, any type of special needs you can think of. Autism is one of the biggest areas we deal with in the classroom right now in MID, which is mild intellectual disability. Outside of the classroom, I uh, run a performance training program. And in that field, uh, outside of the school, I also work with professional and amateur athletes. Um, when it comes to your mind, pushing your mind to the limits, well, that's definitely a field where that is the goal. That is always the task at hand. When it comes to being in the classroom at school, uh, you, your mind has to be in a, in a place of professionalism all the time and working with children. Um, they're always looking at what you're doing and they take from that dictate. Hopefully that encapsulates it. Wow. Okay. So is there any practices per se that you go through? Kind of, uh, Mitch gave us a full breakdown. Uh, Father Damien gave us a little bit of a, uh, a, a vulnerable look at what happens when we get shaken, when we're uh, frightened for a moment and we've got to recollect ourselves and bring ourselves back down. What's your method to, uh, to managing that type of thing? Um, so definitely getting, you know, shaken. Uh, if you think of COVID where the whole world is shaken, the flight of fright becomes the, the, the main issue the, in, in terms of the frontal cortex. But uh, when you're looking at how I deal with things, we're dealing with character, sleep, nutrition, and training in those four areas. And um, in, that, in that character piece, whether you take in spirituality or uh, your religious perspectives, it, it brings a sense of uh, balance back to you. So we're always looking at something that can create balance in our lives. Uh, for, for some of us, it's, it's spiritual beliefs. For some of us, it's... Uh, it's a, it's a practice, a daily habit that we take on that keeps us focused. Um, for me, it's always focusing on, on uh, character, my sleep and my nutrition. When I have those things in, in balance, I tend to be able to handle uh, difficult situations because not only is the outside world in effect there, which is my character, but also the inner world, which is now becomes my sleep and my nutrition. Uh, once those things are in place, I don't have to think about it. It just becomes a habit um, that's built in. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Dr. Baum, I'm giving it over to you now. Um, basically, uh, I was listening to Mitch Ferris's five points, and I had just have one point. Um, okay. My day-to-day -day thoughts determine my context, you know, the, the the parameters of the playing field upon which I operate on a day-to-day -day basis. And as long as I have a solid context, I'm good to go. Hmm. And some of the folks may not be aware who you are, what you do, that sort of thing. Oh, um, I'm, just a, uh, I'm just a lazy bastard living in a suit. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm a plastic <laughs> surgeon uh, working out of... Uh, North here. Sorry? <laughs> he is a bastard. He gave me this scar right here. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I'm a plastic surgeon uh, uh, working in uh, Northwest Toronto, colleague of Mitch Ferris's uh, significant other. And uh, and he's like he he has been really humble and he's just, just a mic drop. Yeah, mic there is drop. more. There is there more. It was a mic drop. To drop and and uh, okay, he's gone. We're going over to <laughs> Dr. Burgos. Uh, Dr. Burgos, a little bit of a background, please, sir. And um, how uh, does your mental state affect your day to day? Yes, uh, thank you. Um, well, my background I am uh, um, I'm a dentist. Uh, practicing in Northwest Toronto as well. And uh, I find that what helps me or gives me this focus, uh, my state of mind, how I can manage this is uh, to remember what's the purpose of my life. Uh, meaning what is it that made me choose what I do? And, and to me that is being at service being at service for people, taking care of them, uh, being, uh, having that empathy, but not being in, in, their, in their pain, but helping them. And uh, through this, I, I can manage pretty much everything. And I agree with the folks that talked about food. Nutrition is very important. Um, vegetarian, I've been vegetarian for many years, 12 years now. I find that that helps me a lot to be at ease. Uh, I mean, we can go in this topic for a long time. And then fitness, in my case, will be uh, lots of yoga, meditation, a lot of... Uh, hello? Yep, keep yep. going. Sorry, uh, meditation. Meditation uh, allows me to be in, in my heart, uh, have that vibration of love and expansion and compassion for us, for ourselves. And through these uh, being at service is my expression. So at the end, looking for balance. Uh, so when I talk balance, when I'm saying balance is to be in that spot where everything is happening, but nothing is happening. And it's such a fine line because you could understand balance only when you're in balance. Right. So you, you, you are in both at the same time, or you can be just one at a time. doesn't even matter. But balance is one thing that I want to go is, is where I want to be. And, and this allows me to expand. So that's how I um, manage to go uh, through my mental, uh, or manage my mental health. Because uh, as you know, dentistry is a very um, uh, confined profession. Like we, we work in, in this very small in small areas, uh, the mouth, a lot of pressure, time, blah, blah. So um, those, that responsibility that we have at the moment that we're performing is, is uh, it, it increases our adrenaline. Uh, we're adrenaline junkies. Yet uh, going back to who we are, being at service, being balanced, allows me to perform great. Now, um, this, I'm not saying that stress doesn't affect me. It does, uh, and it can manifest later on in my mind or in my body. Um, in my mind, could come up at three o'clock in the morning. Oh shit! I should have done this way or whatever. But through all this practice of 
meditation, self-awareness, I, I understand how I can uh, deprogram these stressors or this stress level. And, and through, through understanding this, through being conscious and aware, I can reprogram this and, and be fine again and reset myself over and over and again. Yeah, that's, wow. that's how I do it. Thank you. I think you and Andrew are going to have some great conversation together. So I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to jump in. I don't, I, as an athlete, I'm looking at Mr. Anderson. You're a coach, athlete, all this kind of great stuff. Your mental state day to day. How do you keep, you know, your team collectively? Like, I don't know this. I'm hitting on guys who deal with large groups of people. Uh, mm. So the idea is, Steve. Uh, you're managing, uh, you're coaching basically adults. Uh, how, do, how does that affect, how does your mental state affect your day to day? Yeah, so, you know, the Olympics have been um, postponed to 2021. That may be indefinitely. We don't know if there's going to be an Olympics just yet. Um, so you've got athletes who have been preparing for at least, you know, four years for an event that has been pushed a year and may not happen. And this has happened in the past when you boycotted like 1980, there was a boycott. I've got friends who made the Olympics qualify but weren't able to compete. And to this day, they still live with the disappointment of missing their Olympics. So, um, you know, as a, as a leader, and this happens to everybody, whether it's me as dad and husband or me, you know, as head coach with, with Volleyball Canada and helping with the program, how I show up is going to influence everybody in my, my environment. And I've got to make sure that I'm healthy mentally before I step into that environment. And that's the thing that I'm working on with my athletes right now is the, the thing I use is mental, emotional, physical safety, health, and thriving. And everybody wants to go straight to thriving. Everybody wants to be a super, you know, Superman when I don't even feel safe. And um, like Andrew was talking about, you know, it's, we do work with polyvagal theory and I'm in fight, flight, or freeze mode. How am I gonna be healthy? How am I gonna be coming up with solutions? Um, you know, it's not gonna happen. So the first thing is, how am I gonna create a sense of safety for myself, physically, mentally, and emotionally now, so that I can get to a healthy state of mind and a healthy way of living? And from that place, then I can, because I'm, I'm free with my uh, thinking about safety and survival, and I'm functioning well, then I can get into flow and start thriving because I'm not worrying about my, my basic needs. So right now, what we're doing is we're just, we're trying to create structure and routine, a sense of community and belonging because all of our competitions are suspended. We can't focus on that anymore. So now I'm focusing on being part of the big team. Um, you know, what's my new mission and goal? You know, just like Mitch saying, you have to have a purpose. And right now it's about community. I do belong to something. I do represent my country. I am still on a journey. Um, you know, so just having some, some meaning and some structure. So it feels like there's some normalcy instead of, you know, what's my future look like? Will, when will people want to get back in an arena again? You know, you want to buy a ticket and go sit with 30,000, 60,000 people right now? It's not going to happen. So 
what's our new normal going to be and how do we prepare for that? So that's where my head is. And I'm just making sure that I can keep myself mentally healthy and focused on what's going to benefit us instead of worry. And it's not easy being at home with my family, <laughs> not being used to being at home. You know, I can imagine how many people are, you know, if you ever worked from home, you know, it's hard to, to get the space and the time you need. But what I'm discovering is I'm used to switching hats and that gives me some relief. I go to work, I'm not dad and I'm not husband at that moment. But now I'm dad and husband 24 hours where I'm trying to balance these other things up and it's creating some conflicts. And that's really been interesting for me. And I imagine a lot of people are either feeling isolated or going through that little conflict because they're not, they're not getting the relief of switching roles all day and then coming home and, you know, being in that husband dad role for six hours instead of 24 hours, you know, that's been really interesting for me. Well, so, that's actually leading me. That's a nice segue into where I need to get to now, which is um, experiencing uh, uh, reaching your limits and then possibly even pushing beyond them. Uh, Father Damien, you've got a congregation of people. You've got quite a few people who come to you looking for advice, both spiritual or, or just day-to-day -day experiences uh, through the marriage, through this, that, and the other. And the idea is, um, have you ever been pushed to your limit and gone beyond it? Well, uh, to be honest, I don't think I've reached my limit because if I push beyond it, I guess that's not my limit. So I haven't. Um, <laughs> Good point. I'll take it. I mean, I'll take it. That's a little deep. I'm going to have to think about it, but that's all right. There's, um, there's usually, uh, not that I, I never claim to have any answers, um, but I journey with them, right? And I, I think as I, I don't really, uh, I guess as human beings, we have the capacity to love and love is limitless, right? So I, I don't think we can um, truly reach that li the limit of it. So in terms of, in terms of knowledge and stuff, I might re reach a, a level of knowledge and then I need to go and look up something or, or go to an expert, right? Cause I'm not an expert in certain things. So like, uh, I would go to a medical doctor if I, you know, like I used to be a licensed mechanic. So if you want to ask me things about your car, I can answer that, you know? Yeah. But yeah. if you're going to ask me questions on, on areas that I don't know, I'm going to look for expert. Those are my limits. Um, but in terms of, in terms of what I bring as a, as a priest, as a pastor, um, I don't think my, the willingness to love and to care and to listen never reach really its limit. So have you ever experienced that, I guess? No, <laughs> have you ever experienced, uh, uh, you know, so many, uh, uh, like, let's say so many types of situations hitting you all in the same day to the point where you're overwhelmed and, and you manage to push beyond it? No, I have not. Uh, I mean, I'm, that's not to say that I'm not doing any work. And <laughs> just so far, we wouldn't have thought that, sir. It's just so far, um, really has not, um, you know, and uh, actually uh, quite the opposite. For every one bad thing that happens or a person that comes in, several great graces happen through that and many other 
great things happen and other people come and there's, you know, because we always look at the funerals, but there's also weddings and baptisms. There's also all these great life events that fill the day and there's a balance. And because of that balance, I don't reach the limit. Uh, I mean, if I was, I can see very clearly like how some police officers get skewed in their, in their way of thinking when they only see the 2% of population that hate them and that want that, that don't um, obey the law and then how that can skew their whole view because that's all they see every single day, day in, day out. Right. Right. Uh, I'm not, or, or, or a doctor that's right now that's in, um, that's uh, dealing with uh, COVID patients that are dying and seeing the death and all that stuff, um, how it can really affect their mental health and they can reach a limit. But I, I'm seeing a, a balance. I'm not just seeing only one type of problem. I'm not only seeing problems. Um, so uh, I have not reached a limit yet. So. So there's something I could add to help color the question then, um, thinking in terms of barriers. So have, you know, uh, as you men uh, start answering this question, think about have you come into barriers and you get to a point where you're not pushing past it, like you realize it's a limitation or you're too afraid to go past this point. You, you know, you keep oh, running into yeah, a situation. Absolutely. And then, you know, what is it like when you finally say, okay, you know what, I need to take the next step. Like it's just, this is the, you know, because that's a limit in the sense that we almost place on ourselves, right? Right. I, I, th- I think the limit that I get to is never really the limit that I'm not willing to do or, or that I have, have. But it's, a, it's that I know that I don't, I know that I do not uh, possess the skill. Um, so many people will come and ask me questions regarding legal issues and i would say well you know you you need a lawyer i'm not a lawyer so i uh you know or they come up with uh questions that are asked in regards to um you know with the police and stuff and i'm like well i don't deal with the law i don't uh i'm i really my role as chaplain for york regional police is not to go out and arrest people so i've never studied the law you would need to go to an expert. So I would know at what point I have a limit. And then I guess if you push beyond them, it's not me that's pushing beyond them. It's me giving uh, the referrals to the proper places that they truly need to help them. If wow. that uh, answers the question. That's pretty cool. I didn't actually see that coming. And it seems like some other men agree as well. There's a certain balance to everything. Mitch. What's your uh, take on that one there? Uh, you experienced ever reaching your limits, I guess, uh, with some of the companies that you've gone to, and it's just like, this company's just in complete disarray. I don't even know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm just but have you ever reached your limit? Oh, your mic has disappeared on me. Mate. Yeah, we got the uh, now. There we go. Uh, anyways, what you just described in terms of clients is most of my clients. Um, in terms of, <laughs> yeah, truly, uh, there's way more dysfunction out there than there is functionality in in every organization. Uh, you know, plain and simple. Um, yeah. And in terms of um, 
being at what I perceive to be my limits, you know, many times. Uh, I can think of, you know, recent occasions where I've, you know, I've flown into a city. I'm supposed to speak the next morning to a couple hundred people, and I haven't even begun to formulate what it is I'm going to say. And, you know, uh, you, you believe you need sleep, but, you know, you can work all night and be fresh in the morning and go, and and somehow there's some, some grace for things. Um, there are times generally when there's too much coming at you, uh, I've experienced that many times, and it goes back to uh, the two things I probably said out of the first few points I made. And one is, if you have clarity about what you're up to, uh, if you you are up to a significant purpose, you can withstand all sorts of things, obstacles, whether it's sleep, overwhelm, whatever it might be, uh, to get through. And most of us are way more capable of doing more and accomplishing more in tough circumstances than we imagine. And you'll see that through this COVID-19 period, you'll see people do things that are way beyond their their normal beliefs around their capacity. So it's in us, we just don't recognize it often enough. And and I think, A, it's, it's about being clear about your purpose. If something really draws to you, you will get your way through it. I mean, you think of, uh, you know, the cliches, the, the person in the building, the burning building has two broken legs, but in that moment, they find means to run out of the building on two broken legs. The mom whose toddler is caught under the car wheel, but she suddenly finds superhuman strength to lift the fender of that automobile. Those are cliche, those are physical, but we all have that in us. And usually we don't, you know, get there until we hit crisis or maybe deadline. And the question is, how do you get to that beforehand? And, and I think the biggest key is purpose. If you're on purpose, you'll withstand almost anything. Those of you who have kids probably recognize that you will go to the ends of the earth to do things for your kids. And so you find, you know, the, the wherewithal within you to do that. That's just strong purpose. The thing right beside that I'll say is when you're in a state of overwhelm or you're hitting a point where you don't know that you can accomplish something, it's about, again, what I call majoring on the majors. You clear everything out, out of the, outside of the way that's distracting. You focus on the key elements that are really needing attention, and you, you find ways to get through, and most humans are capable of that. Our self-talk usually in that regard, it, it just sucks we don't we don't really bring out our stronger self until we're faced with crisis sadly you can tap that more frequently if you're clear about what you're up to and what the you know the majors are what are the key things that need your focus holy cow this 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 you just validated the book idea that i've been playing around with mitch so thank you (laughs) wow and, and gentlemen, I ha- hate to say it, but I, I'm going to need to sign off. I was only able to get on for a little bit of this, but uh, you know, anything anyone needs from me before I sign off? Um, Floor- no. Yes. Steve, uh, Mitch, um, I've taken a lot of notes here, man. I really appreciate you being on. And um, I don't know, I, I, like Casey, like you said, I'd like to, I'd like to explore this, and like to have Mitch back and really dig into this this is um like this is gold um for me and, yeah uh, yeah and your expertise and and working with with the, the people that you do i think this is really beneficial to a lot of men you know a lot of people but in particular in our case a lot of men who you know trying to find themselves now might be out of work um you know really displaced in their their families and their their role so yeah yeah i'm just gonna ask if you'd be, I don't know, I'm jumping the gun here, but <laughs> if we can find a way to get this goal to men right now who are really 
you know, struggling with their roles and family, job, whatever. If you'd be up for that, I'm just yeah, absolutely. You know, if if you want to schedule a time where you know all of us or some of us got back on, I'm I'd be happy to share whatever I could that you thought might be helpful. You know, if you've uh -huh. got specific circumstances uh -huh. that men might be in that you're interested in addressing, you know, I may have some thoughts for you. Cool, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we we thank you for any time you were able to get us today and. You know, we'll get you back on in the future again, as always. You know, we're, uh, Alex is always tapping on your shoulder, so. He is. <laughs> yeah. Special and, edition. And, special edition. And, and you know, I, I'm good for another five minutes if there's any discussion you want to have, but I'm also good to say, let's put it aside for another day and we can go at it in, a, in a, you know, some depth, if you like. Yeah. No, sounds uh, great. Mitch, Mitch, it's Joe Baum here. Um, I was always taught that the enemy of excellence is perfection. Yep. How do you deal with that? I actually see both sides of that coin. I almost, there's, there's two sayings. The enemy of excellence is perfection. But the other side is the enemy of, of, of great is good. So a lot, of, a lot of men get to the point where they say that's good enough and they never get to great because they accept great. Now, the other side of that is you can get so caught in going for excellence that, you know, unless you're an Olympic athlete, for instance, that, you know, the last um, incremental gain sometimes requires so much effort that you have to ask in many circumstances whether that incremental gain is worth the incredible effort. So sometimes the cost of the incremental gain or perfection, if you know, putting in your terms, Joe, um, you know, is too great for the circumstance. It might be appropriate in life or death situations. It might be appropriate if you're an athlete competing on a world stage. Uh, most of us will spend an enormous amount of times to gain an incremental gain where that effort could have been put someplace else. And I think that's probably what you're alluding to. I'm not sure. Now, if you're the one that's defining your limits, how do you deal with that marginal gain? How, how, do, you, how do you figure that out? Yeah, well, for me, I haven't figured it out yet because I'm one of those guys who spends an inordinate amount of time to get the next <laughs> incremental piece of progress. And I end up like kicking myself about half of my lifetime. So uh, I'm working on that personally. Uh, so, it, I, you know, for me, it, it's a... Um, it's as simple as a cost-benefit ratio. I mean, I'm looking at the cost of almost everything I'm doing and saying, okay, this is important, but what's it cost me in the other areas of my life that are important. So if I get like super practical, and I wish I were super practical more often, um, you know, I just think, okay, what's the cost? What's the benefit? And, you know, if it's particularly time or energy I'm spending, uh, it's like, where else might I be spending that that would serve me or others better? So it, it's that simple an equation that I have to remind myself of from time to time. And what's the bottom line? The bottom. What do you mean? What's the bottom line? Do, do, how to, how to evaluate that? It all depends on your priorities and what you're up to. You know, Joe. Earlier, you talked about your context, and I think the bottom line would have to be in the context of what your context is. In other words, whatever you're saying you're up to on that given day or in your life, uh, you then have to decide what cost is worth. You know what you're up to or what you're pursuing. Uh, I think that's personal. I don't think, uh, you know, anyone could give you a formula, but you have to say, what's it worth to me to be able to do this, accomplish this, whatever that this is. So you're saying purpose. Yeah, purpose. 
Yeah. It's about, you know, evaluating what's it worth to get to your purpose? Is your purpose strong enough? Is it worth this effort? And sometimes, you know, there are multiple purposes in your life and you have to decide, you know, that some of them don't deserve your full effort. And some of them deserve like everything you've got. Hmm. So you set your purpose and from that you set your context. I'd say so. I'd say your your context becomes. I mean, I think your context is set by your purpose. If you if you've got things, um, you know, my view, if you've got things straight, uh, your purpose sets your context. Wow. Take care, Mitch. Okay, Thanks. gentlemen. Thank you for uh, having me with you this morning. I hope the rest of the conversation is a good one, and uh, you know, I look forward to. Uh, you know, getting back together. If you if you want to have a deep dive on any of this, you know, I'm game. Thank you, Mitch. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Pat, Alex, stay on that guy. Uh, Andrew. Yes. I, I, I. It seems like we found you a kindred spirit there. Um, <laughs> a little bit of spirit over there. I'd like to see what your have you ever experienced where you have reached your limit and managed to push beyond? And, and I can only imagine with special needs. Absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely, absolutely not no? in terms of reaching my limit. No, no. Um, let me put it this way. Uh, you know, your topic was pushing your mind to the limit, right? And so yeah. I have to say, do I have, do I have, or, um, to do this, am I willing to change? How much am I willing to change? So much change. Oh, how do I want to change? How do I want to create this experience? What frequency, what vibration? And if I don't allow my energy to ebb and flow, it becomes stifling. And that's really what we call a habit. So how do I break that habit? Um, Breaking the habit of uh, being yourself. When you feel the way you think, you begin to think the way you feel. And all of that is chemical reactions that are taking place in your mind. And if you keep doing this time after time, it creates a state of being, right? Your mind and your body working together, thoughts and feelings align. Okay. Uh, your thoughts is your, the language of your brain and your feelings is the language of your body. Okay. So when the body knows something as well as your mind, it becomes a habit. And because we are energy, we are constantly changing. Uh, things are constantly coming into our minds and altering what we've already put in there. So being willing to change, being willing for that vibration to change is always possible. So we never really reach limits because the, the, the human being is limitless. So it's like the, the agreements that we make within our mind. There yes. was a book called The, the Four Agreements. I, I, I think it was called The Four Agreements that I read from um, uh, Don Miguel, Don Julio Miguel. can't remember his name. You should okay, be more impeccable uh, with your word here. That's it. That's the fellow right there. I'm trying to remember <laughs> his name. Don Miguel Ruiz. That's it. Yes. Don Miguel Ruiz, he did a book called The Four Agreements. And I'm assuming this along the same wavelength here where we, uh, 
we make an agreement in our head that things are a certain way and we have to break those agreements in order to grow. Right. So that becomes a context, right? It, and then, yeah. then content and then sequence. So once okay. you have the context, as, as we were just discussing, uh, and you, then the content comes into play and then it's a sequence that follows. Okay. Um, all, of, all of that can change with energy. Energy always ebbs and flows. It never stands still. And that's why when we stand still, it's when we become this thing we call a habit. Mm. And we practice that depending on, on how much we like that habit and how much we, we feel that being, then we continue with that habit. When we don't like it anymore, or something new comes into our mind, then we work on the change for that. So we have a different context now. Okay. It's, wow. it's dynamic. It's um. It's 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 huge. It's deep. But I expect nothing else from you, Andrew. Doctor Baum, do you like to? Uh, Chime in on this and give me some uh, impeccable words to follow. Impeccable words. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Robert Browning. Yeah. A man's reach must exceed his grasp. Or That's what's right. a heaven for? <laughs> what's, what's a heaven for? Yes. You guys are making me think real hard here today, man. Dr. Baum, you ever reached your limits? Um, in a word, no. Um, you ever? Oh, you've never got No, because as I said, I'm a lazy bastard in a suit. I set my <laughs> limits. I, I live to what I expect my 95% expectation should be. Okay. Mm. And then I did I make this mental deduction? What's the marginal gain, as Mitch uh, alluded to? Yeah. And and I don't push back there, because my goal is excellence, not perfection. Mm. And yes. I have I have not been uh, privileged or cursed with the opportunity of having to push myself beyond my limits. And that's my choice. Um, there was a baseball player that used to play for the Texas Rangers by the name of Odemy McDowell. I always loved that guy's name. But his philosophy in life was there are two things in life, things that can't be changed and things that can be changed. So if you have a, a dilemma, um, and you can't change it, why worry about it? And if you're faced with a dilemma that you can change, you're gonna change it, so why worry about it? So his philosophy is don't worry about it. And nice, nice. I, I found that was such a, a refreshing way to go through life, not having to worry about things because there's things that you can control and things you can't control. So don't sweat it. Bob, I like to think, uh, I like to say that uh, that's a great distinction you made between excellence and perfection. Yeah. Yes, it is. But I, but uh, I think that Mitch, Mitch Ferris's comment about uh, acceptable and mediocre also comes into play. Like, where, where do you set that boundary? And that's so important. Where do you set the 
and yeah. it comes down to uh, how you want to live your life. Um, and that's all yeah. purpose. You know, that's, that's uh, 95% was mentioned, you know, 95% of who we are by uh, 35 years age is set of memories, behaviors that run like a computer program. We're always okay. functioning of, we're always functioning off <laughs> a predetermined set of things that have happened by the age of thirty-five. And that you're saying how much? Uh, yes. Say that again. That's your that, that's your habit. Yes, exactly. Wow. But, uh, but uh, when does that when does that habit turn into an addiction? Or you're just addicted to being comfortable. <laughs> yeah, oh, it depends. Uh, there's, there's, uh, there's where the language come into play. You know, how do we see that? Um, because the other five percent of your conscious mind is always battling with your memorized behaviors, that those habits. Yeah. Um, Doctor Burgos, I'd like to. Uh invite you into this uh into I yeah don't even want to say that. All yes are uh off each other i just want to open the floor to you uh, sure um well in terms of uh, if i experience reaching my limits um personally i don't think there's a limit um the limit is set by i mean the sky's the limit it, if there is anything in my language will be overwhelmed you know, uh, I been, be, became overwhelmed about a situation of circumstance in my life. Yes, many times. Um, and, and the stress level or the adrenaline level will uh, reach there and made me uh, or kick in my habits, whatever habits I will have in order to reset that. Um, my point of view is always coming from... Uh, that balance of body, mind, and spirit. So if, if uh, I have that as my base, um, whatever my body can take, I will perform. Whatever my mind can take, I will, I will uh, do. And, and then my spirit is that being that is the energy that uh, we're talking about. And so all that combined uh, to me or for me, will will be uh the balance so and here comes performance right so i'm performing i'm doing something uh, if if i will look at performance where there is perfection then um i i like to think that performance has always some error in it so i am okay uh, performing being excellent but allowing myself or, or knowing that there is a margin for error. So I'm okay with that. And I can keep performing rather than stopping my performance because I'm looking per for perfection, where in fact, we're already perfect in that sense. Uh, so the way I will push beyond my limits is by... Um, meditating by remembering my purpose by becoming who i am 
And, and from that core, I can move. I can keep doing things that uh, in the past I didn't think I could do them. I could maybe sleep less hours sometimes or maybe uh, do an extra push-up or uh, do an extra different pose in, in yoga. So always looking for something that is going to reset that habit, perhaps that will be the word. Um, and, and, and that's how I see it. It's, it's a balance. It's uh, understanding who I am. And if I am uh, unbalanced, let's just look at that. So if I'm mind, definitely I will find limits, right? If I'm body, yeah, my body cannot be under cold water for more than whatever time that is, 10 minutes or so. But if I understand that there's no limit, I, because I am this being that is balanced, I can come up with things and ideas that can improve those limitations or those problems, I will call them. Uh, and look at our society. In many things, through technology, we experience such a tremendous um, impact in human life or the opposite where we actually deteriorate it. So there is, um, there's no limit. It could be overwhelming, but definitely no limit. I'm glad you mentioned the, the cold water because uh, we had a man uh, as part of the group do um, one of the cold water challenges, but he's been following uh, Wim Hof, uh, yeah, the Iceman's method. And you talk about uh, not having limits, like, He's a man who scientifically has proven that you can just keep going and going and going. He's running like marathons in cold in basically underwear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I still don't you, think sir. I could do that, by the way. Uh, what, what was it? <laughs> Minus 18. So that's the limit in, for you, right? Yeah. My limit is plus 10 degrees. <laughs> Well, that's where I, I, I raised the thing about the barriers, right? Because it's not a limit. We just perceive it as a limit, I believe, oh, is coming, there, well, coming out of That's the right? limit. My barrier is actually plus 30 degrees. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, uh, looking at my athlete friend there, uh, Mr. Mr. Anderson, uh, again, pushing limits and managing to push beyond them. You guys are constantly breaking barriers uh when you do um it's called world records and stuff like that because you're constantly pushing limits uh beyond where we set them mentally that's got to be a challenge so i throw it out to you you ever reached your limit and have you pushed beyond them yeah well man i'm just, I'm just taking so many notes here it's crazy like this is <laughs> anyway uh i think this this what we're doing right now is um, an example of breaking through limits. So I think we're, we're limitless in potential, but limited by our self-perception. And so in this conversation, I can feel myself growing and expanding and shifting my limits and my potential because I'm, I'm gaining knowledge. I'm gaining a, a new paradigm of myself in the world and, you know, so that's what I've experienced through the Olympics. You know, I've 
the fortune of going to five Olympic games. After the first one, you go, okay, I got this. I know what I'm doing. The second one, you're like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's because uh, <laughs> it's different. It's like, oh, I thought this was going to happen. And it's different. You know, and then yeah. the third and the fourth and by the fifth, I know, okay, I understand the nature of this. And I understand that if I'm going to uh, do well at this event where everyone else is prepared, everyone else is the best in their country, the best in the world, um, and we're all here together, if I'm going to achieve my goals and do well in this event, I'm going to have to grow. I'm going to leave this event different than how I arrived. And so that to me is, is just the way I look at life. It's like, I know that I'm not limitless or limited because by nature, I have the ability to grow and adapt and evolve. But I'm always creating these, these, this perception of what I can do now based on how I experience myself or what I, what I say I am. <laughs> so I'm putting the limits on myself until yeah. I have an experience that forces me to be more than I imagine myself to be. So that's, that's the beautiful part. That's one of the reasons why I'm part of the Olympic movement for as long as I am is because it, it's, a, it's, a, it's not like, you know, you don't have death and all this sort of stuff. It's not like war. It's not like famine. It's not like I don't have water. I got to, you know, drought and all that sort of stuff. It's we, we get to do sport and play really, really hard and dedicate our lives to something. And then in this relatively safe environment, grow and expand as human beings. And that's one of the reasons why I love sport. It's not as fatal as some of the conditions that people have in life. And it's not as permanent because as an athlete, you know, by the time you're 30, 40, you know, sometimes in your teen years, you're done, you're over the hill. So you got this, you know, it's not like this condition is gonna stay with me for 50, 60, 80, 90 years, you know, like some people live in those sort of conditions. So yeah, just being limited. I've been, I'm definitely limiting myself all the time and I'm having to be unreasonable. Um, and that's Father Damien. It's where faith, you know, purpose, you know, having something higher purpose than myself, um, which allows me to be unreasonable in how I see myself, because it's not really me, it's my purpose. And I'm just a servant to that purpose. And it, it forces me to be that what's required to achieve that purpose instead of who I think I am, the limited thing I think I am. And so that's the journey of, you know, excellence for me is challenging myself to be more than I think I can be. Um, even though my habit is to limit myself. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So perspectives from all around the realm here, which are awesome. Quite frankly, if somebody asked me that question, I would have said, well, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, and I would uh, never uh, taken it on one of the balanced views that you guys have had. The fact that you haven't reached your limits, the idea is um, there's always something more, and there's always uh, another step, and it's a mental it's a mental frame that that we put ourselves into. This is uh, this, this is pretty mind blowing. Uh, the 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 areas that you guys have gone into here. And, uh, Casey, I'm can I say something when you, can I, can I say something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. just to be correct. So I've, I've experienced my limits several times because <laughs> yeah. it's my perception. And yeah. so I'm bouncing against my limit and, and yeah. making myself small all the time. And yeah. there's a process called perturbation, like just before water boils or when you're trying to break through and it, it stretches and stretches and there's no change. If you let the pressure off, it comes back to normal. But if you break through, then you're totally yeah. new. You go from being water to gas. You can't, you know, you're, you're different. Yeah. So yeah. I am constantly reaching my, the limit that I set for myself. And then through necessity, because of purpose or higher purpose or what that thing is that asked me to be more than I ask of myself, I evolve. And then, I'm, then I understand that, oh, there is a bigger me. So it's, it's like this paradox of I'm constantly, if you never play at the limit, then you know, like Dr. Baum was saying, he's not, it sounded like he was saying he's not pushing his limit, but by him, that's crazy. By him, I know Dr. Baum. Because he is stretching for excellence <laughs> all the time, he is constantly growth, study, playing at his limit all the time, all the time, and growing and expanding. And I know Dr. Baum today and Dr. Baum last year, he's, a, he's light years away through his growth process. Uh, but I really, I took the notes, you know, excellence, reaching for excellence instead of perfection, that's gold, you know, but, but to reach excellence, you are constantly playing with your, your perception of yourself <laughs> and growing. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank God you said that because uh, to hear Dr. Baum said, he said he was a bastard. So I'm going to move you guys into uh, where we are right now, which is, uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic situation. WHO uh, went back on uh, uh, March the 12th and announced that uh, what we are looking at is a, a, a pandemic. Um, here it comes again. Uh, for me, I managed this way back uh, when it was SARS, and then there was H1N1, and lo and behold, here we are now, uh, which, quite frankly, this is one of the worst of uncertain times that we've ever had to experience. And uh, here I go. I'm going to throw it to you, Dr. Father Damien. Um, in uncertain times, what's the danger of not pushing your limits? So if there were a limit, which now I'm looking back at the questions that we had listed out here, and then I'm saying, well, if there was no limit, hmm. So the idea is, what's the danger of not pushing yourself to beyond? to as far as you can be, the best that you can be. Yeah, um, there's, um, uh, I don't know if anyone of you have heard of uh, Colonel Grossman. Um, he has something out for law enforcement and military in terms of, it's called bulletproofing your mind. And one of the things that he talks about is uh, obviously the stimulus response of uh, fight, fight, or freeze. And he said in certain situations, you know, it's okay to, to, to run, to be frightened and run, or to fight. The only unacceptable thing is to freeze, right? And so I, I think if we're not pushing ourselves in times when we really need to, it, it's that or, or we, we, it, it's really peril at the end, right? So um, we should be pushing ourselves to grow. Uh, even if it means like I, 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 when I'm reaching out to parishioners, uh, don't stop praying. Don't stop doing these things. Don't stop uh, your spiritual life. Don't stop 
you know, um, you know, because we're 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 in a we can't go outside doesn't mean we stop our lives doesn't mean we can't continue to pray doesn't mean we can't continue to grow and do different things and to become better people and more virtuous people uh, even if we're not doing it socially outside because we have to be stuck inside so whenever uncertain times come uh, the danger of not pushing past our limits or pushing um, our limits is that we actually stay you know stay the same and if we're staying the same we're not growing and we're going to end up, uh, you know, uh, losing whatever battle we're going to be in. Andrew? Where'd he go? I lost Andrew here. Oh, I was looking for him in there. Dr. Baum, can you jump in on this one? Yeah, I keep thinking of the story that, uh, that Father Damien started this uh, conversation with where he experienced his first anxiety attack. Um, we're living in uncertain times and it's, it's a time of fear, but mm -hmm. it's not fear that's gonna kill us. Um, it's doubt. It's, uh, I walked into the operating room yesterday morning and uh, no one knows if anyone around them is a carrier that's asymptomatic. We don't know if the patient on that table uh, has got COVID that could spread. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it, it's that doubt that kills you. Um, so fear, fear is not the enemy, it's doubt. And uh, we have to see that fear, we have to meet the fear, we have to deal with it, because it's not the fear that's going to do us in, it's the doubt that's going to do us in. Mm -hmm. And to go to the uh, question that we had listed out here, what, what is in danger of not pushing yourself? If we do not push ourselves, we're going to start doubting ourselves, and we come we come very very dangerous to ourselves, to our family, to our community, when we're living in doubt. To me, that's the danger. Setting the course, staying true to the course, and coming out at the end of this as the winners. Um, in, a, in, a, in a younger Joe Baum, were you ever in doubt? No, I, I was fortunate because I was brought up uh, by a father who had gone through the Holocaust. Um, okay. And he lived in a world where his world totally changed. Six million people disappeared. And his credo was, do whatever it takes to survive. And I was brought up that uh, we had to survive. And we weren't given the luxury of doubt. We needed certainty. Wow. And I've been fortunate because that was my legacy. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say. Wow. Andrew? I see you jumped on there. Wondering if you got any words for us here. We're, we're looking at uh, one in uncertain times, kind of like the times that we're in right now. What's the danger of not pushing yourself, not pushing your limits? Um, you have to push your limits, but the base should be knowledge. Because this is a new knowledge that we're facing, right? COVID-19. 
something new that we just came into our mind, came into our physical environment. Uh, I, I don't have all the answers. So I'm just giving you a, a framework maybe to look at. So knowledge. Knowledge is really important as to how you perceive things and how they then interact with your mind and body. Wow. Well, you've given me, again, this is two months in a row, that you've given me a lot to write down, a lot to think of, a lot to take back, and I'm not even finished the homework from last month yet. Okay, so Dr. Burros, Burgos. Sorry, before you start, I have to, I have to oh, yeah. thank everyone for being here, and uh, I, I do have to go. I have another meeting. Uh, yeah. Doing, um, so uh, thank you very much uh, for inviting me, and uh, I hope you guys uh, continue your conversations, and uh, great, uh, great topic. Thank you very much. Thank you, Father Damien. Thank you, sir. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, uh, Dr. Burgos, where are you? I'm here, my friends. I'm here. And uh, yes, uh, beautiful knowledge from everybody. Amazing input. I'm really blessed to be part of this conversation. So, and, uh, what's the danger of not pushing your limits? Yeah. Um, well, I, there, there are many, many, many parts that I would like to touch. But I, I find at this point what, what is a limit or limitation, uh, even in this conversation, is language. Uh, so how do we express? What do we say? Uh, a word can mean so many things, and it depends on our perception to make that word mean something for us. We give the meaning to whatever is going on, and 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 there's nothing good or bad. We are in different uh, times of our lives, different uh, emotions, different feelings, different bodies, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean. In language, I find it gives us that limitation. Maybe if we could sit for hours and, and, and just talk about fear or doubt or, or knowledge, we can, I'm sure we can come to, to many agreements in, in language. Anyway, so uh, I find that um, um, what is the danger for me uh, is a... It's a stay in fear. I find that fear is, is a basic or primal energy. And, and this fear can create or comes or has in it doubt. And one of the most difficult ones to deal with besides doubt is ignorance, right? Or lack of knowledge. So I find that um, uh, when we understand something, we have this knowledge, we can deal with that, right? So how do I go about fear? How can I conquer fear in these times of, of doubt, in this time of ignorance? Uh, in my, from my point of view, from my perception, uh, it happens through meditation. Uh, through meditation or prayer, uh, being with God, whatever that is for you, um, it allows me to tap into my heart, my heart chakra, my heart center, which means love, compassion, forgiveness, understanding. And, and through this, uh, I can become who I am again and not be fear, not become fear. Break that boundary of fear, become love, become who I am. And that will give me the 
essence or, or, or bring up back my essence so I can have knowledge. And through knowledge, I can create a new future. And, and, and knowledge is, is something beautiful because it's, it's allowing us at this moment to see what we did in this planet. How did we, what did we do for a planet? How did we, are we taking care? Did we take care of our planet? We've been plundering for so many centuries. And this imbalance that I was talking at the beginning, it's all about balance. So this imbalance is creating all these illnesses and all this toxicity that our bodies, as much as this planet is, is conflicted with. So knowledge is, 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 is what is going to make us see a new future uh, and make us aware of what we did so far. So fear, uh, meditation, love, knowledge, creating a new future, all this is in language. But how all this can be factual is in action, right? So right now we're in our homes, we're confined to space, but through action, through these conversations, through bringing more awareness, through being part of this movement, uh, of being human uh, will allow us to change our future. At this point, we are in fear or whatever name you want to give it, uh, but it's an opportunity. And this, is, this has to be clear. Something that is limiting, even though we know it's limit, we're limited, maybe we can call it overwhelm. It's just for us to have an insight of what is it that I can do different? What is it that I can do different in my home? What is it that I can do different with my own self in this time that I have. It's kind of a vacation. I, I didn't take time off in a long time, so I see it as a time off for me. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's how I see it now. Thank you. Holy gee. Okay, so Steve, Steve, um, I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you with, uh, uh, this as well, you know, pushing yourself to the limits. Uh, what's the danger of not pushing yourself to the limits? Then I want to kind of catch a round table on everybody who's attended here today, what our takeaways are. Steve, start off with you. Yeah, I'd like to first say, man, I've gone through such an emotional roller coaster in this conversation uh, with all the information and perspectives and knowledge. It, uh, like it's causing me to change. And I think that's, so, so to me, that's my answer is, especially when you're being challenged, if you freeze, like Dr. Baum said, if you don't move in some way, you don't grow. And the thing I talked about before, perturbation, there's some outside force that's causing you to shift in some way whether it's your pathway or whether it's actually change, the way boiling water changes to gas, change your state. That's the, for me, that's life, that's living. You know, if you're interacting with people, if you're interacting with your environment, it's gonna influence you. And the only way to prevent it from influencing you and having you grow is to not, is to freeze, is to not interact. So, you know, human beings, the whole thing for me is about growth and, and evolving. We constantly grow, we seek to grow. And so 
if I don't do anything, if I don't push myself to grow through challenge, I remain the same. And the world around me is changing. Like this is the, we are already in the new normal. So anybody who thinks it's real, anybody who thinks we're going back to the old normal, you're wrong. I'm sorry. We're in the new normal and there's the tipping point, which has already happened. The new normal is now, but there's also a living point and that's where it affects us in our daily life. And there's a lag time. There's a gap between the tipping point and the living point. And so what I'm trying to do for myself is get the growth that I need now so that when it hits me in my income, when it hits me, hopefully not in my health, you know, my ability to get groceries, you got to line up for groceries and stuff now. When it hits me in my home, if I haven't prepared for the new normal, I'm going to struggle. So between the tipping point and the living point, that's, that's the opportunity to pivot and grow and prepare for the living when it hits me in my living. So I think that's the opportunity right now and it gives me focus and it gives me incentive to to not sit still and wait for things to go back to the way they were. They're not going back. This this change is already happening. Technology was driving us here. COVID-19 just accelerated the future. Now it's here. (laughs) The new normal is here. Yeah. Yeah, So you know, sitting still and playing dead is not going to help you tomorrow. No. When it hits your living, if it hasn't already, playing dead is not going to help. This is the time to mobilize and get it going. And so to me, it's not an option to not, to, to not be in action and to not be doing what I can do for, to prepare myself for when it really hits me in home. It's not an option. Like Dr. Baum said, I, that, I wrote that down, man. He didn't have the luxury of doubt. Mm. We don't have yeah. the luxury of inaction. <laughs> the new yeah. normal has happened. <laughs> it's happened. It's already here. Pat, Mr. Jankowski, what's your takeaways from this, man? You know what? It's um, my mind's just. I can't believe how relevant it is. Let's put it that way. You know, we 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 had this topic, and in light of what's happening right now, it's it's hitting close to home on my end, and. Um, it's been challenging. It's been challenging knowing that, um, you know, there's, there's a need for pivot and, and part of me is just realizing that, um, I've been avoiding that pivot and I've been avoiding this new normal and, and avoiding the reality of that because I don't want to believe it almost. Right. It's, it's almost like I've spent all this time building something and, and some silly virus somewhere or 5g or who knows what it is. It's yeah. challenging that. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I, I need to redefine, you know, what I see as a healthy mental state, right? Because this is, you know, this is the first time I'm being challenged by something that's outside of my control. And the game is, the game's different. The game's very different now because what's in my control is, is within a small box, basically. And, and I'm almost learning to walk all over again. Um, that's, that's the takeaways. It's, you know, where am I striving for perfection now? I have no idea, right? The last two weeks, I have no idea where I've been striving for perfection at this point. Right. So it's, um, it's a paradigm shift for me. That's, that's my biggest takeaway and hearing all of this and hearing that, you know, like I'm not the only one experiencing this in a sense, this is happening for everybody. It's a global pandemic and just seeing everybody's different take on it and how everybody handles it. That's, that's been my biggest takeaway. 
And uh, Pat, just some context for the group. You work in uh, commercial real estate. So, I mean, that industry, right? How is that starting to get impacted? And how are, is your work uh, looking like in the relation with some of your clients? Yeah, so I work in uh, retail specifically. So that's the part of the industry that's getting hit the hardest, right? I mean, you know, most of my clients, everybody's still good to go, but everybody's on in a holding pattern, right? Which is the first time we've ever seen that. It's, you know, when there's a recession coming, everybody, everybody can't act, can't execute. And now they can, but won't. And nobody's ever operated in that environment, right? So it's almost like, like all my clients are stressed, the landlords are stressed, the businesses are stressed, but it's almost like a self-imposed stress where everybody's just in a holding pattern. So, Actually, I heard something the other day, another real estate agent, she, uh, she, she put out something on Facebook and it was almost like a survey. Uh, what would you think of, of a real estate agent who was running uh, uh, open houses? uh in it, it, with the state of the world the way it is right now and, and the resounding response was that the agent not the people who own the house not the people who are trying to sell their house and you know move to wherever they were going to move to the agent was selfish and only after money because they ran an open house that's wow. the mentality wow. right now yep yeah pierre are you with us man Yes, I am. I'm working out with you. My question is, what's your takeaway on this, man? Oh, my God. So sorry because I'm not on a camera. Usually I am. I am shirtless and working out. Uh, amazing conversation. This blew my mind. Like, you know, listening to all this great ideas, great comments and everything from doctors to, to athletes to, to spiritual to to a priest is just blew my mind. So, so yeah. So my takeaway is like, don't give into fear. Look at different angles. Like a father Damien said, you know, it, 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 it's hard to lose a person. You know what I mean? And when they turn on the news, 300 people died today. But again, when we turn on the news, we don't see that how many babies were born. And like father Damien said, so to look at the whole picture and not just at that part so that to me I, i've been trying to do that you know i've been doing my part i work from home so it's already easy for me to stay home right but uh it's still having all this stuff surrounding me and everything is affecting me but now looking at this perspective and everything is just amazing and uh yeah so that's my takeaway you know stay home stay safe don't give into fear uh we have no limits we have a just this self-imposed walls that we put it and uh almost all of them is just because we don't want to change our habits like andrew said like when andrew was saying his i think it was his second comment and stuff i wasn't taking notes but uh, uh it's just like it hit me really good and it's just amazing so so yeah, it's it's amazing. I just love it. So thank you, everyone. Always a fountain of positivity, man. Mr. Brogance, got to hear what uh, your thoughts are on this session here. Oh, uh, God. Uh, as I said in the chat, like I'm so happy and grateful that we're actually recording this because there's so much I need to uh, rewind and just re-listening to 
uh, to go deeper and understand. Like I just, I really, I'm grateful we're doing this talk because it's it's in the perfect timing. Uh, I got so many notes, but uh, I think as uh, you know, Pierre just mentioned. Like I think the key is uh, I keep forgetting about balance. That balance is everywhere. Like if you're looking today, and uh, I think that's yeah. something I'm definitely going to piggyback on. And uh, Andrew mentioned a couple things in balance as well, which kind of really uh, opened up my mind on a few things. Um, like I definitely going to explore that. So this is a big takeaway. Uh, also, um, I put another big note for myself. It's like limit an extra capacity uh, inside of us, right? So whether you want to limit or whether you want to just expand, it's all inside and just really look into where, where it is. So I'm definitely going to think about that because in the times like this, this is just definitely something which is required. Um, I really enjoyed the part where Dr. Baum uh, was talking with Mitch Fiaris and just uh, exploring, I think, uh, being perfectionist um, <laughs> by nature. Um, just really, I think it's a big battle I've, I've been fighting for many years, like excellence versus perfection. And especially, you know, uh, in the times like this, it's a good to sit back and reflect and see what actually truly matter. Um, so I'm going to sit down and just kind of contemplate in that. This is really important. And um, really, um, the last one big takeaway for me is uh, um, it's about knowledge and doubt, right? So I think really doubt, uh, It's if, as I wrote it down, it says, uh, it's not a fear that would kill us, it's doubt. Um, Dr. Baum is great and uh, I'm really added a um, little bit extra from Andrew and just add the knowledge I think this is a key like really I think just as a balanced previous point just to look into both of those and just really understand where it's actually fear and really question and ask where just it's unreasonable doubt where it just it could be resolved by simple knowledge um, and just focus so yeah like amazing talk thank you man uh, Mr. Homer, the man behind the recording itself, uh, <laughs> brother, it's, it's, it's getting deep in here, man. I yeah. Need, uh, I need a life preserver, man. This thing is so deep right now. <laughs> and this is exactly why we're doing recordings is, you know, the, the amount of insight that, that comes out of this and, you know, having the varied speakers, you know, grateful that we're able to have everyone on, even if some of them weren't able to stay to the end, just that all compounds and you know everyone's going to take something different that works for them and that's why i love this group and why we keep uh keep running it right but um you know a lot of things that steve said you know hit home that uh you know putting yourself in post limits man like fuck that's that's me every day like you know i'm always uh very black and white in what i can and can't do even though I know I've broken limits tons of times throughout my life, you know, and changed my life drastically. And, you know, um, also about the new normal, like I'm, I'm already, you know, getting into that mindset. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm like Pierre, you know, we work from home. So we've fortunate that it was an easier transition. But what I'm really finding is I've been doing this for four years now. I'm so comfortable in working from home. I am not pushing myself the way I need to be. And that's a huge thing that I'm coming to terms with that. You know, I want to be doing more things and being able to give back in more ways that I'm just not doing. And I feel very selfish and not 
taking advantage of that. You know, not to say there's not reasons why and mental things I've been struggling with too that are part of it, but I I got to work on that. So definitely a lot of good learning here and uh, very happy to have everyone that's been a part of it. Well, yeah, um, I was going to say um, on the real side of things, as far as mental capacity and uh, mental wellness, pushing your limits and so forth, I am a uh, strong believer that a comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. So I'm constantly trying to push myself. And uh, I love hearing uh, the fact that a lot of these folks uh, are definitely trying to uh, get to that next level. But the idea of perfection, holy cow, for like the longest time, I've always thought of myself as, uh, well, it, it's, it's how I was raised. My, my dad was like, you know, it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. So eventually it just became, I became a perfectionist. And really and truly after listening to this conversation, almost the, the, the very thought or mentality of being a perfectionist limits yourself. That's literally what I'm taking away from uh, this conversation. So uh, how's that for breaking an agreement and, and being impeccable with my words, Dr. Baum? Um, <laughs> um, uh, real quick, my man, uh, Quasi, I don't even know which country you are in right now. Like, are you like exiled from Canada or where are you, man? Where is he? I think I see Quasi here somewhere. I am here. I am here. I'm in Canada right now. You're in Canada. Which part of Canada, brother? Like, like you were in Africa. You were in, like, <laughs> you're almost like, well, where's Waldo? But I saw a cartoon <laughs> of where's Waldo, and there was nobody on the street. And the line was, all right, let's see you hide now, you a-hole. And the whole street is... <laughs> I just got, I'm, actually, I'm in quarantine right now. I just got back from California seven days ago. So. Oh, okay. So you're at home. Yeah. I'm in yeah. quarantine. <laughs> so what's your takeaway from all this, my man? Um, it was a lot, it's a lot to digest and it was really good because um, being in quarantine, it gives me a lot of time to um, reflect because I literally... I'm also like, my brain is still three hours um, behind. So I, I sleep late. So when everyone's sleeping, I have time to reflect. And I'm, I've been asking myself these questions. Like one of the things I, I my brain took away was um, what's your purpose? I've been asking myself that a lot now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know what I, I'm in the, if you guys don't know, I'm an actor, musician. So I'm, um, when I ask myself sometimes, okay, what am I chasing the, the, um, the fame of it or like the recognition or like purpose of creating and creating, telling a story and inspiring people. Like that's why I got into it for. So it's like, that's one of the things I reiterated in my own brain and, and also um, blind spots and stuff like that, which I, I, took, I really took away from that. So it was, it was great. Nice. Uh, I wanted to check in with Dr. Burgos. Uh, first time here. Um, any, any takeaways for you? Absolutely. There, there's a lot of, uh, 
take away in this conversation. I, I really um, enjoy all the points of views uh, that everybody put on table. And uh, one thing that I uh, like is, is, is the concept of uh, that what Dr. Baum was saying, doubt. And even though for me it would be fear, but doubt for him operating, and, and I saw myself in this operating or in my in my clinic doing uh, dentistry. Yeah. Uh, you know how much doubt do we have because we don't know what's going to happen with us, with our, with the team that we work with, with the whole environment. It's really um, one of the things that is keeping us limited and uh what i am taking away also is is that through this doubt i can uh keep looking i kept uh, informing myself and listening to all the research that's coming about to improve so that's one and mission every everyone contribute to my life so so much i mean i, I don't know i could probably talk for an hour about all the contributions but i will just say I'm really grateful for this time with you and thank you for uh, being part of my life now. Oh, well, we're glad to have you and uh, we will be uh, letting you know about what our next few um, sessions will be, when they will be, what the topics are. Uh, sliding over to Dr. Baum, uh, real quick, any takeaways for you? Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking about uh, legacy. Um, Father Damien mentioned that next weekend is Easter weekend, uh, being of the Jewish persuasion. Um, yeah. we're, we're celebrating Passover starting yeah. uh, Wednesday night. And That's right. 3,500 3, years ago, my ancestors were sitting around in the dark, uh, ninth plague, waiting for the tenth plague, death of the firstborn to hit. And now, 3,500 years from then, we're sitting celebrating that, and I'm just kind of wondering what what legacy are we leaving behind for our progeny? Uh, what are they going to be talking about us when people look yes. back and talk about COVID-19 down the road? I, I, I am right there with you. As uh, my first one was SARS, and I had to train up and I did it. Uh, I, I did the business continuity plan, the emergency preparedness plan, and the pandemic plan for uh, Walmart Canada. So I had to travel all across Canada preparing everybody for SARS. And, and we saw what the legacy of that was. Um, and and then, uh, then came along H1N1 and now we're in COVID-19 and I'm literally looking at my daughter who is just starting her adult life at 21. And I'm saying, I wonder what she's gonna remember about what we did when we managed this pandemic. And, cause she's always gonna remember being locked in house for several months in a row. What is her takeaway gonna be? And, and what is it that I'm gonna leave behind for her? That is a pretty uh, interesting uh, point that you make there. What is the future gonna say about what we do right now? Um, Andrew, I, I, uh, I'm, look, I'm looking at it as a crucible. Oh, you think so? Yeah. There's something yeah. that's being forged. Yeah. Well, 
you're, you're going to have to wait until you see all the excess burn off and see what's left. Precisely. Yeah, well, uh, just taking it for a quick note, you know, at the global level, you know, all of this excuses in the companies that we can't fix the environment, we can't slow down production, it's like, that's such bullshit. And this has proven that, right? Yes. And how do we not waste this, the crucible, as you say, bomb, and make the future better from this you know, as a whole? Because the, you know, the, the signs of everything that's been happening with the weather and the changes, like, it's the warning signs that we didn't want to listen to. And this is proven we can do it. So what do we do from here as, as a species? So. Actually, ironically, with everybody being stuck at home, the world is kind of healing itself right now. <laughs> yeah. Animals are starting to come out of uh, you know, the woods and go onto people's lawns that you wouldn't normally see. And birds are nesting in you know, people's like, uh, cars, car mirrors, just because they're sitting there. And nature doesn't take long to fix itself. We just fuck it up. <laughs> okay. Good way to look at it. Andrew. Feedback on on your side. I mean, uh, it's awesome getting you. It's awesome getting you here for the second time. Um, Thank what's you. Take away from that? Um, well, pushing your mind to limits. Uh, the world we live in right now, and all these paradigms we're having to uh, to experience. Uh, I love the different perspectives from everyone. It's uh, it's amazing. You know, one topic, and yes, so many different things that I certainly would not have thought about. So I really appreciate this. Um, I'm taking away uh, wanting to go back over the information. I'm definitely uh, hoping to get on your group chat and also get a way of looking at all the podcasts you guys have done before. Um, thank you so much for, for, for being able to be a part of this. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. can you give, I, I just can't give you anything definitive right now. Uh, there's just too much going on in my mind. <laughs> okay, we'll accept that. So uh, I'm glad that you actually have a lot on your mind because you've given me a lot to think about. So um, next talk is going to be uh, spiritualism in the modern world. That session is going to be on May the second, Saturday, May the second. Um, Judging by the way this is going, this is probably going to, this whole COVID situation and uh, uh, social distancing is probably going to go, you know, late into the year. So this might be the, you call it Steve, the new normal. This might be the new normal for our mastermind group. So everybody who's here, you are definitely uh, invited to attend. We are going to try and tailor some of our guests towards the idea of spiritualism in the modern world seeing as dr bomb jumped in and gave me a little bit of a, a little bit of a flavor i have a feeling that we're going to ask him to come back i'm going to try and tag father damien get him to come back and uh if i'm hearing properly roberto uh pierre you guys might have a little uh, uh, a little interest in that topic so we are going to be looking for uh, uh uh some guests who are very much so connected and roberto actually dr roberto there uh maybe with the yoga and spiritualism side that might be a good piece as well alex anything to say before we sign off 
I'm, I'm really enjoyed it. And I'm actually, you know, I'm smiling in the background when uh, Andrew is saying that he has lots to think about after this conversation. I uh, know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> when he's the one always giving us the thoughts, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you, man. Okay. I uh, just want to let you know, uh, if you guys want to reach out to any of us, by all means, the group chat is there. Uh, we're going to try and have a lot of activity on that over the next little while, just because we are so um, distanced from each other from a physical perspective. So, uh, and, and I know I've been throwing a lot of jokes on there or whatever. The idea is to lighten the mood based on the uh, seriousness that's around us at all times. And uh, me personally, I'm stuck at work seven days a week. I'm literally, I was at work this morning at 4 a.m. I left at nine to come back here to go and do this. And I'm going back to work to make sure that all of you get your food. Okay, done. So <laughs> thank, you, man. thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing that. I love my greens. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you, everybody. This is awesome. Thank you, Jens. Have a great Stay day. And healthy. Take care. Be well, everyone. Thank you. Peace, peace, peace. Thank you. Yeah.